0: We said we must be available, we talked about being available, so being available does not mean when, you're, when, when it works for you, that means you are available at all times. When God is ready to flip the channel to another task, that means you are there, right there to go ahead and complete the task. You know there are some people they call, I'm not sure if we are really familiar with it, especially the kids. Uh, They said in the military, they said there are some people they activate. Once you are activated, that means you're ready for attacks. But they are always ready to go. You're already trained for the job. But once they activate them, that means you have to hop and go. Whatever you're doing, you have to leave it and go. So we must be available if we want to be used by God. We must be pure in heart. We must be pure in our dealings. If we want to be used by God, we said we must be humble. God does not work with proud people. And we mentioned that pride of life can debar us from worshiping God. Pride of life can debar us from serving God. Pride of, God, of life can debar us from being used by God. So I want us to begin to look at all those things that we have mentioned, being available, being humble, you know, being pure in the heart, and be open to correction. We mentioned that as well. Praise the Lord. Let's open our Bibles to Acts chapter 13, verse 17. So that part is telling us that be prepared for all all, be prepared for hatred. By the time you carry your cross and you said you're following God, we already said that nobody wants to be tagged, the, you know, the Christian girl, the Christian brother at your job um, in the midst of your friends. Everybody wants to be cool. Everybody wants to be tagged, you know, the you know the happening person. So this Bible verse is telling us that be prepared for hatred. There'll be unkind gesture towards you just because you are propagating the word of God. So the Bible is telling us that we need to see beyond what is going to come. And it's telling us that this propagation of Word comes with pain. It comes, you know, with hatred. But we should focus on God, the author, and the finisher of our faith. We should focus on the goal. And the goal is to bring more people into the kingdom of God. And that is the basic that has been, you know, that we've been called to do. So the qualifications we need to be used is to be available, to be humble, to be pure in heart, and to see beyond what is around you. Most of the time, you know, you see some pastors falling, you see some ministers in a lot of trouble. So this is just an encouragement to you that that will come your way. You will see that. And that's why you have to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. It's good to have a mentor. It's good to have someone you look up to, but guess what? The person can fall, the person can make mistakes, the person can have his own challenges. So the Bible is preparing our heart that if you want to be used by God, you have to see beyond what is around you, the challenges of people that are fallen. You have to see beyond people that are having challenges or going through. Praise the Lord. So you can be called for, specific, for a specific task or tasks, but you can lose your privilege if you disobey God, so disobedience is something that we have to watch out for, we have to be ready, we have to give our totality to God at all times if we want to be used by him, you, when, you, when you switch the fan, we turn on the fan, and the fan is rolling, rolling, and at some point it started rolling as fast as possible, then you turn off the, you know, you switch off the fan, what happens? The fire is not just going to stop abruptly; it's going to keep rolling on until it dies down, and that's how a lot of people are right now in Christianity, which is not which is not a good thing. They feel like they see how the Spirit of God—oh, they're still being used by God, but the anointing disappeared long time ago. They're just living on, you know, past glories. You know, they're just living on past records, past resume that they have. been but currently the anointing is no longer there. So we have to watch out for that. A lot of people, when God is using us, we feel like, okay, we got this. And we don't return the glory back to God any longer. So we have to watch out for all those little things that can actually cause failure when we're serving God. So we're going to go to part B. Is there any question or any addition so far?
1: What are the kind of disobedience there? Because i know god is all of uh, god of all chances no one just or second chance so what are the kind of disobedience that can make us to lose our chances in propagating the word of god and uh uh like i asked i mean like i said before like god is god of all chances so that's why I ask.
0: thank you so much. that's a very good question god We say something that God is sovereign. And in his sovereignty, he chooses what he wills to do, what he wants to do. We cannot question that. We have so many examples in the Bible. When Saul, the king, disobeyed him, what happened to him? Not going back on him. He said, I'm replacing you and that's it. I'm not going back on my word on that. David was a king, a very popular king, you know, a, a, man, uh, uh, a man that God loved so much. And he actually said it in the scripture. But David committed a lot of atrocities. He slept with someone else's wife, killed the husband. He was a murderer. But what happened? God showed mercy on him. He said, I will show mercy on whom I will. And I will show compassion on whom I will also show compassion. So God is God of all chances, but don't let us take God for granted. When we take God for granted, the people around you may not see it, but God sees that. He sees our heart. So there are a lot of people that can, you can disobey God, and God is God of all chances, absolutely. He can forgive and say, you know what? I'm still going to give you the same anointing. But it doesn't happen, happen for everybody? We need to understand that we are all called, but there are some people that are also called for specific assignment. When God told Jonah to go tell the people of Nineveh, He sent him. But Jonah was—he was questioning God. But God still told him that, you know what? No matter what you want to do, you are the one chosen for this specific task. No matter how far you run, I'm still going to take you there in one way or the other, and you're going to deliver the message. That did not happen for everybody in the Bible so God is God of all chances but at the same time don't let us take God for granted because we can lose that privilege
1: Left you? What, I mean like what are the signs that personally you're gonna say that okay I'm no more in line with, with, with the word of God and in order to not mislead the people of God what are the signs that they're gonna see
0: That's a very good question as well. Let's take, for instance, you know, you are the person that can pray for two hours. You can worship and pray for two hours. But at some point, you struggle with one hour. At some point, you struggle to pray for just 20 minutes or 30 minutes. At some point, and there are some things that are occupying that time. That's what I was that you always give for God to worship and pray. But there are some things that are occupying that, you know, that time, which is not of God. God has given us, if you're true to be able to discern, you, except we're not going to, we don't want to be true to ourselves. If you're true to yourself, you will know within you that, you know what, something is wrong. I don't operate in the level that I used to operate. If you are the person that can sing very well, you can worship God freestyle without taking it, you know, looking at anything. You can just worship. And people can feel, you know, the atmosphere that something is different about the sister. And that actually made me remember this, you know, remember the sister. She was in San Antonio. It was a sad story, actually. This sister, when you see her as a normal person, you meet her, she was so quiet. She can hardly construct two sentences like, you know, she can hardly hold a conversation with you. She's just timid, not that she cannot speak. You know, that kind of a thing. But the moment she grabs the mic to worship God, you see a total different person. Now, looking at her without the anointing of God, you see someone that is so quiet that doesn't want to talk at all. Now, seeing her in the realm of worship is a different thing. If you are a believer, you will know that something wrong with you. and those are the signs you are the person that study the word of god every day maybe you spend 30 minutes one hour but there are some things occupying all those times and you can hardly even understand even when you read the bible they said the word of god is new every morning it's new every time you read it today you have an interpretation it the next day you have more interpretation, you have more understanding, but you are even struggling to understand the verse in the Bible. Then you know that something is wrong. So those are part of the signs. I'm not sure if there's any other uh, contribution in
1: the uh, I mean for that person but getting that, being confronted um, within the email ourselves or something. But what about the members? Are they gonna know, recognize that okay in order so that they will not be misled.
0: how would they recognize that the person does not have the
2: yes the uh, most of time those people when they uh, the spirit is no more working with them they are uh, performing uh, they use the talent because they used to do the things you is sometimes difficult but the mature Christians will uh, know that mm, this person, something is wrong
3: with him. Praise the Lord. Um, two things. First, um, as regarding um, whether it's no longer with God, I think it's a question of fellowship. Um, every one of us, we know how we normally fellowship with God personally, so when you're no longer with God, you will discover that you just like in the garden of Eden, you you will feel ashamed because what is breaking the fellowship is your sin. So personally you're going to know it's not um except you and uh, the person really wants to deceive himself. So so you would know immediately that you no longer have that same fellowship you used to have with God. So um for other Christians to know it's very it it, 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 it it won't be so glaring but but the point is that you know um the word of God is the same if this person is a minister he has he has been preaching some um, some ideals before you will discover the message will change uh, somebody that um, that holds God more than money we start talking more of money than God you will know that this person has missed it even though um for uh, Immature Christians, which are still following miracles, will still be seeing the miracles and they were like, uh, He's still a man of God. For, for people that really understand the workings of God, we understand that. use Once you start substituting money, because it's just a question of whether it's God or money, it's just, that's the way it's going to play out for ministers. And we always see this everywhere. Of course, for the fact that the president has been with God, because the gift of God is without repentance, you have the gift already and uh, you continue to work in that gifting, but um, your focus will shift definitely from God to money.
2: I just want to challenge us that um, I want to piggyback off, off of his last question that how will the members know that leader no longer has the anointing? I think our uh, salvation is not for us to judge. So regardless of who is giving us the message, it's not for us to judge that individual spiritual level. It's for us to also take the message study and build a relationship with god not necessarily the vessel itself so going going by what the question he asked i just think it shouldn't be the focus of the congregation it's rather get the message if you think the message is not resonating with you it as your spirit is not aligning well with that message you go to your Bible and it's still not connect. that message is not connected to what you're reading in the Bible and fulfilling you spiritually, then it's for you to decide, do you believe or do you maintain a new focus? So it shouldn't be about whether the leader is spiritually drained or not.
0: Yes,
4: uh, I just wanted to contribute that uh, when one is going astray. And you have the spirit of God in you before and you are constantly focusing and there is a time that you are beginning to go away there will always be some warning if the person pay attention you will know that you are going away from God that to me is one sign let's look for instance for David David got warning he was sent a messenger and Today, the messengers may come in in different forms, but if you are actually been focusing and you've been studying, I know God will, God just don't punish most of the time. He will let you know you are going astray. If something will make you realize you are wrong, but then when we are stubborn and want to continue then we may not get to see no more because then you know that person is being pulled away just as the uh, as the band that have the uh, a thousand legions I mean many legions in him you know and then he become to where the heart is being occupied completely to where the person may not even know what's right or wrong or just continue doing the wrong thing so we just need to be careful, pray constantly, and focus on God. And then pay attention to, 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 to science or, or things and check it out and, and study it. Don't worry about that. And then another major issue is that we become confident. It becomes me. I did. I can do. You no. Know, I'm forgetting about God. And that is one major thing because we get so used to certain things that we don't pay attention no more.
5: Amen. So the two questions that, that, that I heard, first one is, how do I, what are the privileges that I will miss when I'm no longer in Christ? The first thing is the presence of God. I mean, Bible says the first time Adam and Eve realize that they've broken the, the opportunities they had. They do not have confidence again. To meet God. So if nobody knows, which most of the time nobody will know when you have gone at, around, along, whatever, the constant walk and the presence of God becomes a boredom. It becomes something detestable. If not detestable immediately, it becomes a challenge. It becomes ritual. It becomes mechanical. It becomes something you struggle and that's what we have heard right so the first thing is once we cross that boundary sin already begins now we have crossed the, the, the presence of God is first privilege we lose that is why Jesus said something I was reading the book of Hebrews said so we can come boldly to the presence of the throne of grace obtain mercy because it's only after you have been forgiven in the Old Testament and there's an atonement that we can come to the presence of God so that's for the person how will people know i think it's been said most of the time everybody that has been doing something for a number of weeks or months you get into the rote memory if you have been speaking for a long time you get used to speaking if you have been singing for a long time you get used to singing so the moment you've crossed the boundary and you still your skills are still there so you're still going to perform you see ministers that have fallen; they will still perform they will still speak eloquently. People will believe. They will sing marvelously. You know. Now, the question is, how would people know? People may never know. You know. People may never know. Nobody may ever know. You may be under authority and the authority will never know. The only time that people actually may know is when God really wants to correct significantly that person. And God withdraws every gift. Not because God's gifts are permanent but it makes sure that you are constantly getting into errors <laughs> that are obvious and then people will be like what's wrong what's wrong and that's why many people die so most times nobody notices most times and that is why many people die uh doing great stuff thinking they're still on the path but their end it's catastrophic and that spiritually they have gone astray they have missed the mark but then they're still doing the thing uh, and that's the danger. That's why the Bible says self-examination. Examine whether you are still in the Lord. It's not someone else conducting the exam. It's self-examination. Put yourself on the scale. Do I fear God the way I used to? Do I talk to God the way, my confidence in God, has it gone up or am I still believing in myself so when I get on that stage? Oh, today Simon will be great. <laughs> says who? I mean, you've perfected your oratory skills. Tatulos did that, you know. But then, to what end, you know? Of course, God will always be God. You can still use a vessel that has gone astray and yet be blessing people. Just according to you know, people will still be blessed. You will see people will be blessed. Many people will be blessed. But you yourself, you will just be a spokesman that is not going anywhere. And they have this concept in Africa where people will call all kinds of people to get into the bus, but they're not going anywhere. So that's the kind of thing that I know that would be danger in that kind of case.
0: Praise the Lord! Thank you,
6: Pastor. Any other question? I totally agree with what Pastor said, and I, I like the fact that Pastor seemed to answer his question in a way because <laughs> I saw him still <laughs> nodding his head in a way that that uh, seems like the question was really answered. But um, like he said, at times when people still have the anointing, you 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 wouldn't know you know i heard you talking about the ceiling fan earlier on people still believe that there's something about our individual that the the anointing is still you know abundant upon his life let's go back to the life of samson when samson misbehaved when he wanted to deal with the uh um, philistines he couldn't until when he's called back unto 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 his god and said god please let's just release your anointing upon my life just this one more time And at that time, we saw what he did. So, individuals, you will know because Samson at that time knew he has lost it. But for people that look at you, people might not be able to tell. But there's one thing we know: but their fruit, you shall know them. It's an individual that is bearing fruits that are godly, even if it seems like the anointing is still upon his life and the fan is still, you know, moving and rotating until it goes to a quiet, um, quiet stop. The truth of the matter is that it, a time will come when people will start seeing the fruit that you bear. People start seeing the way you, you converse. People start seeing the languages you use. People start seeing the way you interact with people. You that show love for people before, you are not really, you know, you are not really concerned about showing love anymore. You that you are bothered about God's work, coming to church regularly, trying to do something in the vineyard the of God, you, you slow it down. Those are some signs that are creeping later along the line.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. And at that point, there will not be effect. Of course, the people may get something because they, you know, they, they're, they're in the congregation. The congregation are there with a receptive heart. But the person that is discharging the anointing, God can still use anyone, even if the person is born again or not. We've seen so many examples in the Bible. But yourself, you will know that there's something wrong. There's something you don't operate in that realm that you used to operate. And it's just like a brand new car. Everybody love, you know, would like to go to the dealership and just check, you know, a brand new car. You know, it has a lot of options. Oh, it has double exhaust. It has a, you know, very big screen. Everything looks radiant. Everybody wants to have that car. But as beautiful and as sound as the car is, but there's something that has to move that car. If that thing is absent, then there's no effect at that point. The car, no matter how beautiful your car is, even if it's a Lamborghini or it's uh, all these nice Porsche cars, if you do not have a fuel in there, it cannot move you from point A to point B. It's going to be stagnant in just one place, no matter how beautiful it is. So it's just like that. Praise the Lord. So let's quickly go to part B. The invitation is open to everyone. God is fair to all. He invites everyone to come to his table. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 22. Please let's read that at home. And also 55, 1. Usually he sends his invitation to men. Many do not accept his invitation, but if you do, he will send you to others too. Revelation 3:20. It is among the invited ones that He makes His choices. Praise the Lord. So that was uh, pretty clear that He makes His choices out of the invited ones. If you accept His invitation today, He will send you to others left in the world that must be saved too. You know, Second uh, Peter chapter two verse nine says, "For we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood." a holy nation a peculiar people to show forth the praises of him that has called us out of darkness into his marvelous life. So when you accept his invitation to work for him, then you have a basic task to fulfill, to bring other people also into the fold. That's what the Part B is telling us. In conclusion, the masses call to become a vessel unto honor is open to all. If you accept, You have started the journey to a glorious honor on earth and in heaven. To refuse is to refuse eternal life. Hmm. I'm going to say that again. To refuse is to refuse eternal life. The choice is yours. I'm pretty sure we are really conversant with uh, Evite. When people send us invitations to birthday parties, uh, weddings, and things like that. Functions, generally. It's going to give you an option. Are you going to be there yes, maybe, or no? In the case of God, there's no maybe. Is it that you say yes or you say no? When you say yes, you receive eternal life. When you say no, that means you refuse eternal life. There's no sitting on the fence. There's no contemplating about it. It's that you're in or you're out. Is it that you're or you're cold? I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. And I want to say this to the children too. The children, you are not too young to be called. There is a gift God has deposited in each of you, a talent that God has given you. It's not too early for you to start using that for God. If you know you can sing, you better start singing to God right now in your closet, in your room, in front of your mirror and just try and worship Him. And try to understand God. Try to look for God, you know, to understand, you know, what is your purpose in life? I know it may be a little bit confusing to you right now. When Samuel was called, how old was Samuel when he was called? You can tell me, one of the children or teenagers. He was a boy, he was so little, my kids does that a lot. They would just come to me and knock, mommy, did you call me? And I would say no. So you have to start checking to see maybe God is trying to tell you something, okay? You have to keep searching yourself. Now you're not too young to be called, all right? If you have any talent right now, start using it for God. It's better you use it for God than to go use it outside of God's uh, uh, plan. Because we are all gifted and we have different gifts. Some are given the, the, the gift to perform. Some are given the gift to organize. Some are given the gift to sing. Some are given the gift to be a shepherd. And that is why the basics for every one of us is to make sure we go out and preach the gospel. But there are some people that are specifically called for a specific assignment. You may be doing the basics right now. Maybe you are called for a specific assignment. You have to start going to God. To pray and to understand what your are calling is. So that we will not miss the mark in Jesus name. Three things that we have learned. That I'm, I am going home with. Is about the qualification. Qualification is what it takes to do the job. Once you become a Christian. You are qualified to do the job. Then there's an expectation that God is you know, what is expected of you. Everybody can walk in H-E-B, but not everybody can be a supervisor. Not everybody can be the manager. But you can grow into being a manager. You can grow into being a supervisor. It comes with the Spirit of God, but with the will of God over your life. So I will say, please, we are all qualified. What is expected of us to do is to be pure, to be humble, to be ready, and all that. But for this particular lesson, part three, which we round up the, the whole uh, lesson about here, am I, use me. We were told in the beginning from a memory verse that do not stop doing God's work, even though there is a challenge. Do not stop doing God's work, even though you feel like everything around you is not working. Do not stop doing the work of God, even though everything looks like it's in shambles. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name.